Heart and Mind Premarital desires to help couples prepare and navigate their engagement and marriage through encouraging loving actions, providing perspective, and hope through others' true love stories and experiences. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another true love story. Right now, I am really excited about this one because I got a couple here that I've been hoping to get for a while. Now, of course, I got my beautiful wife, Lisa, right here. What's up, everyone? And we have Maya and Jake. Now, I've known them. I actually have known Maya since she's was a newborn, you know, <laughs> here. So uh, before we get into a lot of that, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and what do you guys do uh, for an occupation or what you're involved in as of right now? Well, hello, my name is Jacob. I am currently a full-time student at ASU and my major is computer science. Computer science? We have a smart one here. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I am Maya and I'm going to school for culinary arts. Excellent, excellent. How cool. Now, I have uh, uh, Maya, you have a you also have a business too, don't you? I do. It's and called Maya's Minis. Maya's Minis. Nice. Now, if you look in our uh, um description, we'll actually probably have a link there or even uh, information on how to uh, connect with her. So, if you uh, want some really good treats, she is the she's the person She's the person to be days. trust me. Trust me. So let's go ahead and start off this podcast with a little bit of an apology. Now, if you heard our last podcast <laughs> about young romance, I talked about a couple who I basically was giving a youth talk and basically said, high school sweethearts don't happen, so give up now. You know, <laughs> I don't think I said it that way, but that's basically how it was taken, you know. Um, and uh, uh, this couple actually proved me wrong. They basically heard what I had to yeah. say that statistically it doesn't really work, you know, don't take it so seriously. And they were like, hold my beer, you know, <laughs> um, not really, but it was kind of the same thing, but like, um, hold my root beer. <laughs> so I have to say you guys are an inspiration. You guys, uh, uh your story, um, I, th- I think will give people a lot of hope. Um, it'll give them some lessons that you have learned. And it, I think it's just a really neat story. And, I, and listeners, I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, uh, Maya and Jake, go ahead and tell us, how did you meet? Hmm. Well, it was 2013 or 2012. Oh, boy. I was in fifth grade. So 2011. Yes. Wow. Okay. Sure. Yeah, and our churches had we hadn't merged yet, <sighs> but we were like testing out. Well, that's what my dad said that we were going to be testing to see if we were going there. So I was going to VBX. VBS. Oh, VBS. And I remember I saw you outside waiting in line <laughs> by the fountains. So for those of you that don't know what VBS is, it's a vacation Bible school in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, but we kind of just met as friends. I didn't. I we were. I was so young. I just. I didn't even consider girls like dating. That wasn't really a thing. How young time. were you? Um, I was twelve, eleven. Oh well, two thousand eleven. Yes, I would have been eleven. <laughs> oh, okay, and I was ten, and I thought you were cute. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about you in my diary. <laughs> 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 Yeah. 
So you met at 10 and 11. See, this is one of those really cool stories that um, we we hear about. We've heard our grandparents say stuff like that. But honestly, we don't hear these stories often. And you guys met when you were in junior high. Mm-hmm. When did you guys start, quote unquote, dating? Um, what year was we it? We started dating in 2013. Yes. So I had just started seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So I was 12 years old, and he was 13. So you guys got to kind of know each other yes. for yeah. a while. Yeah, we were friends before that. So yeah. not even high school where You were junior high sweethearts. Yeah. Yep. It was, you, you guys were always so cute together because, you know, we would go on different trips, and you guys would, you know, ride roller coasters together mm-hmm. or sit with each other. You know, it was just <laughs> it was really cute to kind of watch you guys. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I was like, this girl is my girlfriend? What is yeah, that? I think. What does that mean? <laughs> I remember when uh, we officially started to date, We there was youth group the following night. And I remember like not knowing how to act when we were with each other. I was like, you're my girlfriend. Am I supposed to be any different? <laughs> well, I think like the week before that, before we started dating, I took your iPod and I put Jacob Hart's Maya. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And I was very classy and I, I texted Maya and I asked her if she wanted to be my girlfriend. <laughs> 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 I like just promised my dad the night before. I was like, dad, I promise no boys until high school. Oof. And then I got that text. So sorry. And that was a, well, now I, I want to be him. your girlfriend? It, yes. <laughs> I texted him back and I was like, will you wait for me? <laughs> and he said yes. And oh. so then we were dating. <laughs> and then you were dating anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you break that news to your dad? I just, yeah. <laughs> I told him how it was. How it was. <laughs> Oh, man. So you dated through junior high. Mm-hmm. Now, because it sounded like you said that, you know, you were older than her just by a year. Am I correct on that? Yeah, just mm-hmm. a year. Just by a year. So how did you get through that? You're in eighth grade at a different school. He's in high school at a different school. Hmm. Oh, man. I had hard FOMO. Yeah. But like... I don't know. We hung out all the time still, though. We did. I would I would constantly bike over to her house because we didn't li- we didn't live very far away from each other. Mm-hmm. And so I would my my dad or my mom would go and drop me off and I, or I would bike over there <laughs> to go and hang out. But we got around it. it was it was a very short period of time, I think, really, because we would see each other at church every Wednesday. Right. Every Sunday we would see each other. And we would still interact. So you guys got to see each other quite a bit, even though you guys were at different schools Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Did you guys feel like you really were able to, even though you were dating, quote unquote, you know, holding hands, you know, this innocent, sweet stuff. How did you guys build a friendship? Because, I mean, when you're young, you know, you only know so much of what the dating world's all about. So how did your relationship go? Like, how did you guys build a friendship? Hmm. Well... I think because we met so young, even before we started dating, like, we hit it off super quick. And, like, at that age, there's not a lot of, like, insecurities or, like, there's not a lot of stuff we have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was easy to just 
It's very simple. B. Yeah, it was simple. Just B, get to know each other. Yeah. And yeah. Hang friends. out, run around, play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, there was no drama to it. It was right. just natural. It's just hanging you, out. You can enjoy each other, play games, just... There was no pressure. There's no yeah. pressure. Yeah. So what made you decide to take it from, okay, we're friends, to, hey, I actually kind of want you to be my girlfriend now? Well, she had just broken up. <laughs> Ah. With somebody, and I had liked her for a while, but she was um, she was dating, quote unquote, and <laughs> dating, <laughs> and uh, but when she broke up, I just I remember I was really young, and I just thought I was really happy that mm. she was no longer with somebody, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna be, I wanna date her. <laughs> okay, and then she, and then we really got close. And then she texted, she put that on my phone, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, what did I get myself in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very subtle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, so once you got into high school, what was the highlights of high school? What were the challenges of high school dating? Well, I can definitely say that we had a lot of really good times together in choir we were in choir together the first two years that of high school that she was in high school and that was so much fun because in choir we would go on trips we would go on competitions and that was really really fun just sharing those moments was awesome yeah I also think that like when you do date young obviously there's tons of rules so Starting to have more freedom um, and being able to, like, experience things like trips and just, I guess, more responsibilities. So Mm -hmm. that was fun. Being able to go out more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I was allowed to go to her house, which was nice. Or on dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So what kind of dates did you do those that freshman, sophomore year? What was was a memorable date that may have... That you still remember to this day. Movie dates are a favorite. Movie dates, yeah. I remember the first date we went on was going to see The Hobbit. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long movie. Yeah. The, the very first <laughs> Hobbit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember it. it was well, of... I remember the date, but I don't remember The Hobbit. I was just excited oh, okay. we were... Mm, you decided and, that you were actually going on a date together. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then from then on, we would always go and see whatever Marvel movie came out. I remember watching, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Pretty much every every Marvel movie. I remember we were in a drive-thru, or a, what are they called? The drive-in drive theaters? In. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I think it was, the, no, it was Thor. Thor and it was a back to back, and we saw watch like Thor and watch Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> and a lot of our dates, we were with people. It mm-hmm. we there wasn't a ton of dates where it was just us, but we would go and we would go to like those drive-in theaters where we would have our families with each other, mm-hmm. or or I would go and hang out with her family while they were going out to do this this certain event. You did set up a picnic one time at the park. I did. That, that was, was one of my favorites. Oh, tell us about that. What'd you do? I think that was for our first year anniversary, wasn't it? It was for an anniversary, I thought. I thought like second or third. Yes. Because we were a little older. <laughs> I I remember my mom helped me. Shout out. Thank you, mom. Um, she, 
She helped me get uh, tablecloths and fancy cutlery and a basket, and I got oregano's. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It was really <laughs> It was so windy. It was too. very windy. It's funny in the pic. We have a picture of it, and in the picture, my hair is just like whew, our like, hair is all over the yeah, place. It's really <laughs> funny. What a beautiful memory. Yeah. What are um, what were some challenges those first two years of high school? Because I mean, you know, it's young love. You're still maturing just as a person. You're still kind of discovering yourself. Mm-hmm. Did any challenges happen those first couple of years, your freshman sophomore year? I would say probably. Well, I mean, like at least in school, like people's expectations. Like in the sense of like they like your friends have an idea of what dating is, and so they like obviously they talked to you about it mm-hmm. and it, it was hard to relate to people who maybe didn't have the same mindset or, mm-hmm. or yeah, I guess. Yeah. Was it because people Just, view dating as, well, everything I'm going to hook up for a while or, you know, or was it just, yeah, it, everything from that to like, why are you dating this person? Like, mm. um, we would get like, how have you been with this person for so long? Like, mm-hmm. isn't it boring? A lot. Like, it's just like what? Different why don't you just like date you, around or mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing? Don't you get bored? That was that was the mm-hmm. we got that yeah. a lot. Yeah, but it's easy when you're dating your best friend, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, makes sense. I think it's also just like a hard. I mean, you're trying to figure out who you are, like who you are, who mm-hmm. you want to be. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so much pressures left and right. Not trying to navigate through high school in itself, and then trying to do that while being with another person, and figuring like figuring out that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I can. I can imagine that because when you're, you know, you guys dated so young, so you were friends and childhood sweethearts, and then when you hit that high school age, your freshman and sophomore year, you're kind of still. Some with that same person in junior high, mm-hmm. but there's something that happens in the psyche, you know, you know, you know, yes, everything from the frontal lobe shutting down to, you know, hormones to just growing as a person between that sophomore year and then your junior and senior year, you're a significantly different person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at pictures of me when I was a freshman compared to what I look like as a junior and I don't look like the same kid, you know, yeah. um, even with our own kids, just, and they're mm-hmm. not even in high school yet. So your junior and senior year, what w- were some of the highlights when you're dating? And what were some of the challenges? Because I would imagine that's when, like you said, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that, you know, he was a year older, so he graduated before she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that whole change and transition i'm sure was probably tough as well Oh, very much so. Yeah. would you mind mm-hmm. walking us through some of those thoughts and those perspectives well um as we were getting i mean in the later years of high school your mind just starts to go towards graduation and then when high school is over it's like this huge other world that mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out and that you haven't been a part of your entire life. And at least for me, it was very daunting. And I, when I did graduate, it was 
very, it was easy for me to get lost and because it was such a big, big thing to finally be out of high school. Mm-hmm. But it was, I don't know, it, it's very easy to lose yourself, I guess. What do you mean by losing yourself? What did you, well, how did you lose yourself? I, hmm. Well, I guess in talk, thinking about myself, just myself, um, there's like when you are going off to college, there's this idea that you're meant to live a certain way and you're supposed to be totally independent. Mm. You're supposed to be completely on your own. But that wasn't really where I was at. I like maturity wise, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, or in like you're supposed to be out of your family's house. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be meeting new people every day. You're supposed to be dating. Be dating. Yeah. But that's not really how I would do it. I I wanted to be home. I wanted to uh, not <laughs> date around. Never... You wanted to still be with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It you know it, it's kind of interesting because a lot of piece of culture had into that because it, honestly, if you talked to me ten years ago, I would have been the first person to I would say to your face, if you're not out of the house by eighteen, you're kind of a loser, you know, I mean, (laughs) I I think, you know, I really truly saw that, believe that. Um, but the world was different 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even five years ago, it it was different. And I don't think that way anymore because there was a time at 18, you could leave the house and have your independence and have a job and have an apartment or a house. That's not the world we live in anymore. And I, it's almost unfair. And I think your guys' generation was the first generation to actually experience that. And it, it, I think those who were kind of waking up to that can recognize that. Because even now, you see, it's like they do, you, you can do everything right and still not be able to have what, it, what, what you need to be able to have. An apartment, a uh, an independent, this and that. And I don't think it has anything to do with work ethic or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, then those with work ethic would have it. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing quality people like yourself who are top of your class, who work very hard, and it's still hard. So I think you're right that there was that expectation, there was that push. Um, I'm a Gen Xer, and so that was drilled into me, you know. Uh, I left the house like three days after I turned 18. I graduated, turned 18 the next day. I was gone two days later. (laughs) But now there's no way that would have happened. Mm -hmm. My rent with other guys was $200. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I thought that was a stretch. I (laughs) thought that was like whatever, but that's not the world anymore. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that. And so, but it sounds like you had that pressure. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you were talking to your independence that it, it there was almost a push or a a feeling that you had to almost be independent of Maya? Yeah, well, that's definitely their pressures. Like the, those same sort of questions would come up 
and like you've been like why why are you still with this person hmm. and, and i think during that age i mean we're supposed to make so many decisions like where we want to go to college what we want to do with our lives and mm-hmm. you're also again going through a huge transition of like trying to figure out who you want to be and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you want to do and so you question everything yeah, yeah. That was a huge thing, I think, for us. Mm-hmm. And then... So how did that affect you guys? Oh, well, that period of time, we definitely went through a rough patch. We um, When you went to college and I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we... We definitely went into a rough patch in, during those, those years, or those months, I would say. It was one year period of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... It was it was very easy for us to kind of we were physically separate and so emotionally we would we we were kind of separating as well. I think it is also it's hard like you're going through so many emotions and mm-hmm. so many changes and I think for us is that we lost communication in it all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then once that happened like instead of growing together we were growing separately and then we were becoming different people. Yeah. Not the same people that we were when we started dating in middle school Mm -hmm. and like trying to be able to communicate that was hard or navigate it as well yeah i I, like i don't think i consciously knew what was happening but and i was trying to figure out who i was (laughs) same yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like he's trying to navigate what's going on in the real world Mm -hmm. and you're trying to navigate like who am i as a person, as I'm coming into, you know, senior year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can see how that could be hard. Mm-hmm. We were both being bombarded with. with a lot of new questions. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of like people's opinions as well. And like mm-hmm. very vocal about what they think we should be or what we should do. And I don't know, I'm prideful and I, I hear something and I want to do the opposite. So <laughs> And I tend to, so... I was always tempted to tell you the opposite on purpose, so you would do what I want. (laughs) I'd be like, no, you can't come serve. (laughs) So, like, mix everything together, me trying to figure out who I am, us trying to figure out where who we are as a couple, and, like, and then people on top of that, like, unneeded. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of miscommunications and... Yeah. Yeah. Seems like you probably had a lot of pressure from every circle group, friends, school, counselors, you know, family, uh, you know, some random dude on the street that probably doesn't <laughs> even know you, you know? Yeah. It seems like it sounds like you had a lot of pressure in that area, which would make sense, especially when it's in young young love. Um, I can imagine even with our own kids, we would probably put a lot of pressure on them too, out of the desire to do what's best for them, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But I, sometimes I think as parents, we don't realize that we can actually make things worse, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, you know, sometimes, you know, hindsight's 2020 on that. But yeah. So you had all this pressure from life, from different circles that you're in. Did it come to a head where it just bend break weathered through what happened um well there was 
a tipping point where okay. we were still dating, but we both made it kind of, we both understood that we weren't where we once were. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't. I feel like we kind of like, we both knew, but we didn't say anything like. Yeah, there was, there was definitely a moment of, of separation. And even when we were dating where we were technically still dating, but emotionally we were not, not kind of like not going, connected. not connected, no. going I through f- the motions. Yeah. I feel like we went through like over a full year of that. Yeah. And it was really hard because it's like, you got to face the music sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were kind of dancing around it, <laughs> if that makes sense. So what caused it to be like, okay, is this working or not kind of thing? Um, Michael Bublé. Yeah, it was... We, Wait, what? We, Michael Bublé. <laughs> we went to... God, those artists. <laughs> they always screw things up. We went to a concert with uh, to go and see Michael Bublé. And after that concert, we went and drove. We were driving home, and we had a talk. And that's when we were... Uh, talking about how we didn't feel the same. It was outside of Hungry Howie's. Little Caesars. <laughs> oh, was it Little Caesars? Mm-hmm. Little Caesars. Okay. The Sonic and the Little Caesars. He's like, I remember. <laughs> I do, yeah. very vividly. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's kind of funny. Like, girls will remember, like, that first date and every single detail. Guys remember about the breakup and every single detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember the the her words were... Um, I don't feel the same way. And I remember my world just shattering. When you say don't feel the same way, like I don't, I, I, my feelings have changed or I don't love you anymore. What was? Um, basically just that I loved him, but I didn't think I was in love with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't, we, we didn't break up then because I think. I don't think either one of us were really ready for that yet, but I was just telling him, like, this is where I'm at. My feelings have been changing, and I don't feel like I'm in the same place, but I do still love you. Mm-hmm. Well, up to this point, different. this is like six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you were yeah. together for six years. Yeah. People who, you know, people who are in their 20s and 30s have dated, gotten married, and are barely on their sixth, seventh year mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah. for you guys, it's been it was six years, and then you're at that point of breakup. Yeah. So you didn't break up that night because no. you weren't ready for it. So when did? Well, like we said, it, we we were still <clears throat> together, and that was about a year. From that point, it was a year. Oh, okay. So you guys we were, went a full year still. We were. It was like two years. Like I mean, it was a very because like one year of us dancing around without talking about it, and then. Finally acknowledging it, mm-hmm. but not pulling the plug. Mm. And, and then, then from then on, it was just us, like I said, dancing around it. And it's almost like you guys were on life support. Yes. It was, it was very, looking back on it, it was very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. We were both in very, very, we were both very sad because mm-hmm. we didn't quite understand, or at least for me, I didn't understand like what was going on and... I think that the phrase that came up in my mind was, uh, do I love her or do I love the idea of her? Mm. Mm -hmm. And 
that was a question that I had to somehow try to get the answer. And I think we both at that time had a lot of unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. of the other. Like for me, I was, I'd be super mad at him, but then I'd also expect him to be able to make me happy Mm -hmm. and he shouldn't be the one to make me happy or to make me feel good about myself. Like a lot of stuff that I need to be able to fulfill for myself or that I think or now know like I need from God. I was putting it all on him, mm-hmm. and that and so wasn't when he fair. Would, and so when he would let you down, which because yeah. he's human, mm-hmm. yeah, which anybody would, it it just it stung even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Jake? What kind of expectations did you have that you realized that were unrealistic at the time? Well, I was definitely putting a lot of my joy into the time that I spent with her. Like, I would, I I remember never quite understanding where my head was at. I could, I didn't, I didn't know why I was feeling or what I was feeling or anything. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out my head at all. Mm-hmm. And that paired with all these questions that I'm being faced with, it was very difficult to navigate what was happening in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I would put a lot of, the only thing that I would try to lean on would be to the the fundamentals of, okay, Maya is my girlfriend. We are dating, which means I have to do this, this, and this. And, like, because we're dating, I have to check these boxes. Like, okay, I have to go and hang out with her. Check. I have to mm. make her laugh. Check. I have to do this, this, this. And that's very. Un- it was a very unhealthy way of thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking about it, kind of just yeah. going through the motion. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's true. I mean, we 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 coin all the time. Love takes work, but I'm going to steal that perspective because it can't also be a chore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it became a chore at some point for you. It was. I feel like it became like I'm doing this because I have to, not because I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I lost sight of why. Mm-hmm. Why? It, why you fell in love with her in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't even, I like Maya said a little bit ago, she was trying to figure out who she was. I was doing the same exact thing. It's a reason why I couldn't figure out why I was feeling certain ways or what was going on in my head. I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. I, at all. I had never given it any thought. <laughs> up until that point in my life and it was very difficult to uh navigate it those questions as well as everything else that was going on hmm. so who ended up pulling the plug because you had that first initial talk you're kind of going through the motions it's on life support you're still <laughs> trying to figure out who you are you're kind of trying to deal with expectations and you know check checklists and everything who finally said that's it we're done well it was this is it it was it was halloween um it okay it was the day before halloween the day before yes, <laughs> and yes oh my gosh i had talked i remember like a week before my dad took me on like a little date and i had just like asked like what's going to happen cuz mm-hmm. we go to church together we go to school not school together but like 
our lives are practically meshed into one. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? Um, and he told me that he'd support me no matter what. But I was like, well, yeah, but what's going to happen? Like, I <laughs> wanted him to tell me mm-hmm. all, like, basically the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I remember a week later, and I decided not to tell anybody. And I just texted him and I told him that we need to talk. And then I agreed. Yeah, you agreed. And I was so scared at like how he was going to react. And I had been praying about it, processing it. And I was freaking out, but I ended up starting the conversation. And I thought he was going to be a mess. I was like, oh gosh, I don't think I can handle this. (laughs) But I was the mess. I was a hot mess. And he was like, not a single tear. And I was like, wow. That's wow. nice. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> Do you think it's because you already kind of grieved you knew it was coming? Yeah, it was such a it was a year mm-hmm. where we were pretty much emotionally disconnected. And it was uh, did, looking, did you guys still go on dates at that point? Like yeah, during that year, or um, was it more just kind of not really not sometimes really. hanging out? Sometimes hanging out. Gotcha. Know. But like we still were that. labeled as mm-hmm. Boyfriend girlfriend. boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. And anytime we would be together, especially um, in the later months of that year, it was very tense because mm. neither of us knew how to act towards each other. Like it got to it got to such a bad point that we just like, at least for me, I I didn't know how to human when I was around her. Mm. You didn't ha- know how to yeah. what? human human human. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I would literally, I would be so in my head. I'm like, okay, do, should I smile? Should I not smile? <laughs> mm. Should I, sh- should I be sitting like this? It was so, it was so meticulously thought out and obsessive. Yeah. It was hard to think, <laughs> but it got to that point on that night in October when we talked and it was, at least I think we've talked about this. It was a relief. Yeah, it was like a weight had been lifted. I was so sad. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, okay, it happened. Because mm-hmm. we were both acknowledging something that we didn't want to acknowledge for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And it was that we... Took us two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we needed we needed to um, separate mm-hmm. to kind of figure out who we were. <laughs> mm-hmm makes sense yeah but i remember um when it was happening we one thing that we i mean i'm sure every couple does this when they were breaking up but we did the whole let's still be friends mm-hmm. but yeah it, i know that's the, it works so well <laughs> but the thing with well, at least for me when it was happening when we said that it was the first like authentic thing that we had done together in like as long as I could remember. As far mm. as like breaking up with each other? Yeah. Because mm. it was something that we both knew that knew needed need to happen. happen. Mm-hmm. And when we said, let's still be friends, it was real. Mm. And it was like, okay, thank goodness. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think we were both scared that like we would lose it, like mm-hmm. become the people who break up and then never say a single word and don't acknowledge each other or become enemies or yeah, yeah. like yeah that and was by a good that part. by that time I and mean, we 
We had been dating for about six years, but we had been friends for like eight. Mm -hmm. So I think that was like our, at least for me, my biggest fear is that I was going to lose that. Mm -hmm. Because we both did care for each other. I mean, um, but there was a point that you just didn't know if you were supposed to be together. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting the show by clicking the donation link in the description. If you are considering making the next step in your relationship by committing yourself to marriage, we encourage you to seek out professional or religious premarital for guidance or check out hmpremarital.com for premarital coaching by yours truly. And always remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind.